Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. But more importantly, here's our good friend. Would you give it up for Mr. Mike Ortega? Good morning, Rick. How you doing? Ha- I'm waiting all week to say this. Happy Friday Eve. Oh, yeah. Today, it's Friday Eve, meaning it's Thursday, but happy Friday Eve. To you, too. Okay, I've done everything I want to do. Good night. I'm going to go home. No, probably not, huh? Okay, just relax. Have a little bit of coffee. You thought I was leaving, didn't you? Oh, yeah, for a minute there. Yeah, really quiet. Yeah. Yeah, So, anyway. Well, it's almost the weekend. It's actually, you know, for you, at the end of part of the weekend. Yeah, it is. It's the end of my weekend. right? Back to work tomorrow. It's your other job. This one is, I mean, this is your last day you have to get up really early. Unless, and I guess this would suck most of all, is if your other job on your days off here put you on the early morning schedule. Oh, that, that, you know, you'd have to make a decision at that point. Which job pays more? Or, and I think some people would make a decision whether life was worth living or not. Really? You think so? I think there would, really. I have to get up early all day. You know, for me, but I am, um, while everybody thinks I'm a morning guy. Right. I do not like them, Sam, I am. <laughs> you don't like getting right? up early in the morning. Yeah, I know. I don't, but I'm finding myself doing it. I knew you and I were talking earlier the week, not on the air, about how excited was I was. I got to sleep till like 9 o'clock the other day. It's like, ooh. I know. That's kind of cool when you can do that. Yeah, and 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 how um, you know, and how now that I'm looking, and, and I'm not saying I'm looking at retirement, but I'm saying it's, you know, the light at the end of the tunnel. I can see where it is now. I mean, both of us can. Yeah, I mean, there's ways to go. We're not facing it head on, but you know, it means something, and and you can go. Well, that's like. Um, a really long boat payment, and, <laughs> and I'll, I'll I'll be at retirement. You know, it's not quite a car payment yet, but it's not a house payment either. Yeah, exactly right? for terms, right? And so, um, so looking forward to retirement, looking forward to you know not, not sleeping in, and and you know and not being able to do it anymore. There's a problem, and I don't know if there's going to have to be, um, um. A serious letter written to somebody somewhere at iHeartMedia about ruining uh, my ability to sleep in, or, um, or, or, or if there's going to have to be an adjustment period for me, I don't know. Hmm. Hmm. But were you, 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 you? I don't think you've ever talked about it. Were you, were you a um, before? Right. You know, like before, before you went in the, uh, you know, like when you went in when you were in the Navy. Okay, yeah, when I was in the Navy. Did you, did you mind getting up early? Uh, well, I you know, I worked a lot of different shifts, but no, right. I never really minded getting up early because yeah. when I was younger, it was not really that big of an issue. Right, okay. Yeah. That, that answers all my questions yeah. right there. Right, that's like, you know, that's like saying, um, okay, me and her, it's a platonic relationship, and asking the question, okay, did you ever kiss her? <laughs> 
But you know, it, it's a whole different thing, right? In the Navy, when you're in boot camp, everybody gets up pretty much at the same time. Oh, I so thought it's you were just everybody kisses everybody. But that, no, no, no. Just no. joking, right? And then when you're you know, going to A school, uh, everybody pretty much gets up at the same time. Right. And then when you're at your first duty station, it, it doesn't really matter because you're just happy to be there. You're just excited. You know, you're walking through you? a jungle with some coffee and you're being attacked by insects and you're wondering. Was that when, was what's that that when you were in? What? Was that when you were in Diego Garcia? It, you actually pronounced that correctly. I am flabbergasted. <laughs> yes, that's when I was on Diego Garcia. Oh, I'm sorry. Was that when you were in Tierra del Fuego? Yes, that's when I was in Tierra del Fuego. Okay, right. All right, it's very good. So, and yeah, so you're you are not genetically predisposed to be a night person. You're that, not nocturnal. But you know, back in those days, I, I didn't even like sleeping. I figured, you know, I'll sleep later. Yeah. And uh, I, yeah. I just wanted to be awake all the time. You are, you were diurnal and nocturnal. Yeah, I guess so. Right. Yeah. And see, I'm not. I'm just, I am nocturnal. I, well, at least I was. Might be, it might have, there might have been some times I was even a little on the crepuscular side. Do your eyes glow in the dark? No. No. Been a pre- I'm a predator. But they <laughs> shine red when you hit them with light. Oh, just like a wolf. Yeah. <laughs> Just like any other predator, ready to pounce. Um, all right, let's uh, let's get our uh, commercial break out of the way. Now that we got that handled, get our commercial break out of the way. Come back, and we'll tell you what we're going to talk about on this Thursday. Thank you. We'll be right back. It's five fifty-three. It's uh, six degrees in Anchorage, two below in um, Eagle River. They actually owe us two degrees. They don't lack any temperature. They are in debt two degrees in Eagle River today. And their houses are worth $10,000 more than ours. And their hairline's thicker than ours. But their life expectancy is a little bit shorter. So we got that going for us. Um, but it is too below. And it's, I don't know, you said, what was it in Muldoon this morning? Oh, It was about 11 degrees below zero. I don't know where they get this six degrees from. Yeah, but, out at the airport. Oh, is it warmer at the airport? Yeah, it's warmer at the airport. Oh, then that, that's like warmer. a fake temperature. Come oh, on. It's, it's way colder than that in, in most of Anchorage. Right. Well, or I was in Muldoon, when they, anyway. When they use that one, I say, okay, uh, we're giving the temperature to people. How many people live at the freaking airport? <laughs> Not an awful uh, lot. Yeah. And then they say, well, a lot of people work there in their head. And they say, yeah, whatever. It doesn't matter. But that's, that's the true. There's, there's a lot of people why. that work there. Yeah, there are. And um, so anyway, um, all right. So I don't know if you caught this or not. You know, we talked to um, Dan Sadler yesterday with the Dan Sadler Sadler house cleaning report. Um, He talked about and well, we talked about the house majority. And this is mainly pushed by the Paul Seaton's, the Gabby Ledoux's. The people that were in the um, House minority two years ago um, who stood against going into the earnings reserve of the permanent fund, therefore forcing the uh, majority to deal with the minority um, and creating a larger budget, and 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 I, w- I want to go into this um, 
Not because you don't know it, but because there are people listening who don't understand the subtle nuance of what I'm talking about. And what I'm talking about is the uh, necessary three-quarters vote for the CBR, the Constitutional Budget Reserve, and the 50% plus one vote to access the earnings reserve. How that usually plays out. You know, I mean, there are there are people um, now, it's 2017, this was back in 2015. I, I couldn't remember what, as we were talking whether it was last year or the year before, because sometimes those things kind of all meld together when we're having these discussions. Um, I couldn't seem to remember, but I got uh, uh, validated that, yes, it was two years ago, and thank you for sending me the text that said that. You know who you are. Um, as they, as the, as the As we're watching this unfold, there are a lot of people that I'm noticing um, and it's generally on the liberal left. Not saying always. Yeah, but generally, generally not totally. Generally not totally, which is why, quite frankly, I use the word generally and not, you know what they always do. Well, yeah. Right. Sure. So um, they generally are liberal and they're very vitriolic right now and and they're and because of the election of Donald Trump they are all of a sudden friggin political experts and they're totally involved and these are people that i know before this presidential election paid zero attention to anything and so there's a lot of them out there and they're going to be vocal because right now they're very vocal on everything they're wrong on everything, but they're very vocal on everything. Um, and it, it's actually entertaining, especially those in media that are doing this. This is what cracks me up because they don't think I, as the media guy who discusses politics at, for a living each and every day, goes through hours and hours of machinations on the ins and outs of politics on a daily basis that I, back when they looked at me, as if I was crazy because I did it. They don't think I remember that. Right. I need to explain the subtle nuance because they're not going to get it. So we'll talk about that and how it's playing out and how things have flip-flopped after this. The Rick Redo Radio Program, stand by. It's 6.09. It's 6 degrees in Anchorage, minus 2 in Eagle River. The Rick Rydell Radio Program is on the air, and when you're ready to join into the conversation, <clears throat> use the numbers 522-0650. Again, this is... It's not a, a requirement for you to get involved. Do you want to sit back and listen? I get that. I totally get that. Um, but at some point, um, at some point, I think a lot of people, and maybe this is why I do what I do, um, feel compelled, compelled to reach out and touch the things that are actually affecting your life. Because it's it's this is really... When we're talking about what the legislature is doing, when we're talking about what the assembly is doing, when we talk about what the school board is doing, when we're talking about uh, what the mayor, what the governor is doing, they're doing our business. And if they're doing our business and it's not going in our best interest, um, I think first you need to set out a paper trail for why um, why you're dissatisfied with your servants, your workers, um, and then eventually you just fire their ass and you get somebody who is. So um, our struggle seems to be that there's a large group of voters out there 
um, who don't also understand what our servants are supposed to be doing. And 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 they enable our servants to do things that are not in our best interest. So um, it becomes, as anyone who is pushing policy, it becomes how am I going to sell this policy? I have to sell this policy, uh, and 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 you know, lawmakers. This is maybe not their thought process. Maybe they have a different thought process to get there. But this is what it all means. Um, I've got a policy. I have to. I have to sell it on a large enough scale that I can get it passed. And it becomes a battle of. Um, and then this is why they do uh, opinion polls all the time. It becomes a battle of um, of public relations, and, and and you know, and maybe that's not the best phrase to use to describe it. It's the one I picked, and and that's all. So if you have a better one, by all means, call it and and, and let's talk it through. But but they 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 try and sell their idea and you know and if it works let's say if you're in district 23 all right and it's a good idea and the people of district 23 get it um you want your peers to vote for it too so you have to convince them that the people of their district also support it and this is where this is where them wanting to be reelected is good because they have to, you know, if uh, if 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 you're running in South Anchorage and you're not for opening Anwar, you're not going to get reelected. Okay, if you're in Eagle River, the two most conservative areas in the Anchorage Bowl, um, South Anchorage and and Eagle River, if you're in either of those places and you're not for opening Anwar or you're not solid on the Second Amendment, you're not going to get reelected. If you're in the downtown district. You can be against Anwar, all right? So what you're doing is is when you write a policy, you know, and that was a, a an easy one. The others are, are a little more. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? Where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground. Cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Like I said, subtle with some nuance behind them. If you're selling a policy, um, and let's say it's, uh, it's, it's, it's this restructuring of the permanent fund and the income tax, um, you're probably in a district where the people think that's okay. But you have to get enough people in the rest of, of the area, or in, in other areas, to be okay with it too, to give permission for their uh, representative, their servant, to give their vote to you. So it becomes a battle of PR. It becomes a battle of public relations. You have to sell the policy to enough people publicly, 
And that's where we ended up by happenstance, because I, I didn't plan it, but when we started doing this radio program years ago, that's where we ended up. We became the public relations battle for a lot of stuff. So we found ourselves in the catbird seat. And, and, and so that's why when politicians are selling ideas, they will call here and try and do so because we're at the epicenter of that, um, of that PR battle. Guillermo on line one, always a pleasure to see your name on the board, my friend. Well, good morning, Rick. Uh, okay. Now, you remember our lengthy history. Yes. Where we got our start. Uh, 30 years ago, so, or more well, now. was to call in and let you know where the policemen were lurking. Yes, you did. You were the eyes for the people and back then. I, I don't want any of your listeners to get tickets, so I want you to know that the police are lurking out around Huffman Business Park. On oh, they Huffman are. And old Seward right by Huffman. Okay. And they're just parking by the side of the road with their radar on, and they're waiting for you to go too fast. And are they actually on Huffman then? They're on Huffman between the two traffic circles and kind of by the McDonald's or the fire station and where the uh, the uh, kennel that got closed there. Right. Where it is. So right. just letting your listeners know because we don't want, we don't care if like FM people get tickets. No, they FM people and the people after 630 we don't care about either. No, no. The early right. morning people, I just want to know where the lurkers are. Yeah, no, that's uh, that that's such uh, such a great service for the community. You do. Sorry, I'm not on topic this morning, but uh, that's okay. Something this that has is, to be told. Yeah, and I think it's oh, it's it's more important than the topic. What are you doing in South Anchorage this morning? Uh, well, I go to uh, to the gym. There's uh, a really great gym over there, Southside Strength and Fitness, and uh, great gym. Go over there and work out, and then uh, then I go to work. So that's why I oh. have to hit South Anchorage. Always see the river. Right. Because, uh, it's just a good gym. So, well, see, it, see you, just, now, so. you just found yourself on both topics because those are the two districts I was talking, South Anchorage and Eagle Well, Island. now we know where the lurkers are. <laughs> we do. All right, buddy, anything else going on in life? Uh, working in the oil field, things are picking up just a little bit. I'm hoping that the, uh, that the legislature doesn't crush it. Boy, and they could, couldn't they, right now? You know, we've laid people off. Uh, I've played a lot of solitaire at my computer, but now I'm not playing solitaire anymore. I'm actually uh, uh, building things and working for the uh, oil companies and more for the drilling companies, and there's money to be made. But yeah. that could all disappear in the wave of a hand. In, in, the, in one vote. One vote. Wrong guy says, take more. You guys never read the uh, their fairy tales, the uh, the goose that laid the golden egg. Right. You know, strangle a goose, get your last egg. Yeah, yeah, get your last egg and uh, have your little omelet, and, and guess what? You have no more eggs after that. That's right. But the one you had was good. Yeah, it was. So, well, thank you for the public service. Always a pleasure, buddy. Good, good to hear your voice today. Take care. Uh, it's 5220650. Yeah, it was about... Um, I want to say, well, see, it's 2017. I'll bet it was 30 years ago. That was what Guillermo used to do on the radio. He would call in with the code name Guillermo and tell us where um, the police were because we don't want people to have to get tickets. We want you to all drive safely. But really, why be a revenue stream if you don't have to be? All right, well, uh, Kurt, hang on. We'll get to you coming up out of the break here, but uh, we'll get into this. Um, this balancing of the budget, and, and it also applies, by the way, that public relations battle 
to the um, the changing of the tax system on our number one industry yet again. So I'll tie Guillermo into the the subject because it is the battle of 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 the public relations on all of these policies. They the liberal left wants to sell you that somehow you deserve a fair share of what an industry does, and in, and and those of us who understand the economics um, and the Laffer economic curve. Um, in economics, we say, why would it is 621 at six degrees of Anchorage minus two in Eagle River. So the subtle nuance of selling the policy is kind of the battle that they're in in the legislature. If they can convince enough people that it's the right thing to do um, outside their district and inside their district, then they have permission to do it, to do it and get it done. And that's that's where we come in. Um, this is why governor after governor, senator after senator, uh, mayor after mayor have all had staff that part of their job was to monitor this radio program. You know, if you read read the, the books of the Palin years, I mean, they, they talk about that. That part of the job of the staff is to monitor this radio program. And the reason why is because we're in the middle of that battle. So that's why I say, I, you know, it's not a, a prerequisite for you to call in and be a part of it. But understand that it's happening with or without you, and it's your your public business that is at risk. And so if you don't want to get involved, I, I guess, you know, I, I get that, sit back and listen. But if you're ready to have your voice be part of it, um, these policies are being decided whether for you whether you get involved or not. Um, Kurt has decided to uh, join in today, and Kurt, thank you for the call. Yeah, I got a quick question for you. With the permanent fund, would we be better off? Um, I mean, it's going to go away anyway, but wouldn't it be better to give it to the people? Because wouldn't that go right back into the economy? You know, it's so amazing because I was thinking about that as I was prepping the show this morning is nobody's talking about the payout anymore, are they? No. You know, so the, the I'm wondering if the, will that ever come back up? I mean, because that seems like a good way to do it versus, you know, what's going to end up happening is making somebody rich. Yeah. And and, it, and and making somebody rich that's some some friend of some politician. Well, yeah, and um, I, I just don't know why that hasn't been brought up again. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, we've gone through it, I don't know, in the last, well, since the inception of the permanent fund. And we've been, we've probably brought it up seriously. What, Ortega, four or five times? The payout? Something like that? Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, well, it does, it is. Back and listen, but I want okay. to hear about the Rydell yeah. permanent fund plan. <laughs> All right. Thanks for the call. Take All right. Care. Thank you. See you. Um, yeah. We, we used to talk about that. And for those who haven't been around along, there was a couple of different plans of, of saying, why do we have this huge chunk of money? It's only going to go to the politicians. Why don't we just um, why don't we just disperse it all just to the people in one lump sum? And and Ortega was very supportive of that back in the day. Mike, oh, I yeah. think you you were probably one of the biggest advocates for that. Oh, you would um, think so, but it's not going to happen. People philosophically, and I mean people, I mean politicians. They think the money should go to things that they want to spend it on. Right, right. They think just because it is um, a, 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 a federally accepted 
um, uh, fund, like a general fund, uh, a permanent fund, there is a um, there is a a, uh, uh, a the, the generally accepted accounting practices, right? And it's not a mandate; it's not a federal law, but it is. It is like um, the system that is accepted to be run by everybody, and and I'll use the term federally authorized um, because it's 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 accepted and 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 defined. Um, the The permanent fund, <clears throat> Alaska is not the only state with a permanent fund. Um, there are many states that have permanent funds, and and we 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 act like we're the only ones because ours is different. And really, the only thing that makes ours different is that we're the only ones that have a dividend program that pay people to. Um, uh, but a lot of states have permanent funds, whether and 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 that is in the general generally accepted accounting practices. That is an actual defined fund. Um, the problem with the payout. Is that the the reason why um, the permanent fund has been operating all these years and the earnings have not been taxed is because it is an accepted fund as the federal government looks at it, and it is a a a permanent fund is set aside for government and nonprofit spending. If all of a sudden you start doing something else with it, it would be like, uh, yeah, well, let's take your 401k, for example. That money can sit in there until you're 59, and then you can set up a plan to pay yourself out with it. But if all of a sudden you want to use that money for something else, it's not that you can't, but there are tax and penalty ramifications that go along with it. And if we started using the, the permanent fund, for something other than what it is intended for, which is government spending and um, nonprofit spending, and ours is really set aside for government, um, then it would be vulnerable to penalties and taxation. And you might lose a huge value of it. I don't know if anyone's ever run the numbers on it because, um, because I don't know that anyone's ever taken it seriously. But um, the truth is that it was set up, and, and, and this is what I'm going to ask you to do. And, and I know we talked about this the other day, and I, I said I'm as guilty as the next person. But really try to delineate the difference when we talk between the permanent fund, which is the government-controlled $57 billion fund, and the permanent fund, uh, which was started in 1976 by popular vote, by the way, um, and the permanent fund dividend, which let's just call it the dividend. Call the, the permanent fund, which again has nothing to do, was not the dividend. Call the permanent fund the permanent fund. And that's the fund that's supposed to be there permanently that we can never touch the corpus of, but we can touch the earnings of. And then the other one just called the dividend, because we do interchange the two terms, and I think it gets confusing for those who don't understand the the difference between the two. And so um, when we're talking about restructuring the permanent fund, they're talking about abolishing the permanent fund dividend. And, and they get away with that because we allow them to because we really haven't defined what each of those are. And the masses in this public relations battle go, oh, well, they're just going to restructure the permanent fund. And in their mind, they're thinking dividend. 
And, and so I, 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 I'm just going to ask that we, we just make, because I'm doing it too, making a little more conscious, conscious effort to, to, to better define what exactly we're talking about. Um, Kendall, Ken, and George, if you can hang on, I'm going to do a quick commercial break. 629, it's the Rick Rydell radio program, and we'll be right It is 639, we're back 6 degrees in Anchorage, minus 2 in Eagle River. It's the Rick Rydell radio program. Uh, I've got uh, Kendall and then George on the phone, and then the rest of the lines are open at 5220650. Kendall, thanks for the call. Good morning. Yeah, hey, on our uh, politicians monitoring radio stuff, I'm glad they do, because people like me would like right. to just let them know if they go after our money and they keep taxing us higher and higher and wanting to manipulate the budget. And- lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, Protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. I've cut the budget and live within the means they have. They don't have to be reelected. No, they can find no, a new really. job. We can find somebody to replace them just like they they replace somebody else. They're not special. Yeah, they are. They are certainly every sing, every single person down there is replaceable. That's right. Absolutely. And if they go after our money, we can go after their job, and we can just go ahead and replace them. And mm-hmm. I would push hard to replace anybody that goes after our money. And if they don't yeah. support our president right now, and they said they were a Republican, and they go against our president and what he's doing, they can be replaced because we don't need a rhino. Okay, then, but then the question becomes: What if they stand up against taking your money, but don't stand up for the president? Well, they can still be replaced. Well, they can all be replaced, but you got someone that's doing half of what you want and then half of what you don't want. Do you replace them too? I replace them if they can't do the job right. I want. I don't need them. That's like okay. I want a mechanic, but I only want them to change part of the part. No, I want them yeah. to do it all. All right, thanks for the call. Appreciate the call, buddy. Have a good day. Take care. All right, and see, and therein lies the battle, because if there are enough people that, um, and and it doesn't have to be just here on the radio, um, but if there are enough people that get to the point where they say, well, you know what, maybe it's time they use the earnings of the permanent fund. Maybe it's time, And, 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 and I'm okay with that. Um, then that person, uh, if enough people do that, then they have permission to go ahead and make that vote. Um, and, and, and then they're not going to do what you, you like. And, 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 and then it gets down to the point of, um, and, and I guess this is where I always, uh, have to draw the line, except for a couple of exceptions. My uh, a legislature, a legislator that doesn't agree with me 20% of the time, 
is an 80% friend and ally, not a 20% enemy. Uh, because if I'm looking for someone who will do absolutely everything I want, I'm let down every time. And the reason I'm let down, and, and I get it, because you know they, everybody has their own ideas of what is the right thing to do. Um, if I'm looking for 100% compliance, I will find myself alone in the minority with no power. If I am looking for the general overall view, and that is no taxes and don't, you know, the two for, two spots for me are don't tax me, um, don't take away my property, um, and 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 don't mess with my Second Amendment rights. Those two, there's really not a lot of uh, uh, compromise on. But um, everything else is if you're if you're if you're eighty percent, and it's hard because you know uh, if, if somebody's only agreeing with you twenty percent of the time, um, outside of those two issues. Um, you, you can be frustrated with them, but sometimes if you say, okay, well, I'm going to replace you, you end up with someone who only agrees with you 60% of the time, not 80% of the time. And I would rather have 80% of a loaf of a bread than 60% of a loaf of bread or 20% of a loaf of bread. Uh, but anyway, so there's there's that. Um, but it does become the battle of public relations. And, um, and, and here's an example you know, about going after our money. Right now... There's all of these moves to um, take money out of the earnings reserve. Yesterday in the uh, State Affairs Committee, Senator Dunleavy, who chairs the committee, offered up an amendment. His proposal would have made it so so the bill includes a stipulation that if it became law, a special election would be held so voters would have the direct opportunity to confirm or reject changes to the permanent fund, and and now that becomes part of the public relations battle. I mean, we created the permanent fund, and again, notice I didn't use the word dividend. We created the permanent fund by a vote of the people in 1976. Would it be, and, and we did it to keep this large amount of money away from legislators' spending hands. Is it appropriate now for those same legislators to just dip into it? Or should they have to put it on the ballot and we give them permission? I I think it's worth it's worth talking about. George, thank you for the call and good morning, sir. A couple of points that uh, I want to do. Um, first of all, this was a fund, and you're, you're emphasizing this is a permanent fund. That was voted on by the people and put in place, right? Yep, 1976. Okay, and when you're saying that, you're saying that when we set up that fund, there was, at that time, we just voted to set up a permanent fund. There was no intentions when the vote was made to pay dividends to the people. And this was something else that was generated later on down the line, right? Correct. 1980 was a dividend program. 1980 was when the first payment came out. Okay, 79. When they set up the permanent fund dividend and the vote... It was intended to pay dividends in 1976. It was not a separate thing, and it's just like an automobile. If the legislature had the ability all these years to take money from the permanent fund and use it to run government, they would have never needed to set up budget reserve accounts to cover shortfalls should they not be able to pay for it. And what's really frustrating to me about this is the spin that's coming out of our representatives, that they're two different things. They're not. And I'll tell you why. Because if you have gas in a car, 
which would be the, the permanent fund and the dividend be the car running, without the gas, you have no dividend paid out. It's one and the same, and I'm tired of it being spun because this was all established in 1976 to establish this permanent fund to pay dividends. And it took four years for the earnings to generate to pay that first dividend. That's why we do this rotating thing of like four to five years based on earnings. I'm very upset with the spin on this. And the irony is right there. I mean, when you look at it, why did they set up these reserve accounts, which they're refusing to go to on a three-quarters vote, which is what that money is set up for. And I'm very upset that they won't let the people vote on it. And the reason why they won't is because they know damn well we're not going to let them touch it. Whether you're a union person or a non-union person, uh, our children's uh, amount of money that gets put in their college savings, different things like that that they use it for, they'd never give it up, which would force their hands to reduce the budget. And I'm very disappointed in these Republicans that have joined with the Democrats to allow this this, uh, proposal to go through. Pretty upset. I got you. I got you. Appreciate the call. Have a good day, George. Thanks. Yep. We need somebody to get out there and run for office on the Mm -hmm. basis of not using the permanent fund and 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 lay it on the line. I hope you have a good day, man. Thank you. Take care. See you. All right. Five two two zero six five zero. The 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 dividend. Um, I mean, there's a little revisionist in in that that thinking. Again, I'm going to go back and I'm, I'm going to I'm going to clarify this: that the, the Alaska is not the only state with a permanent fund. Um, there are many states that have a permanent fund. We are the only state that has a permanent fund dividend program, but the permanent fund is an is an authorized fund. Again, I'm not I'm not going to say because uh, I know there's a, a bean counter out there that wants to correct me on the exact um, uh, definition. The general accounting practices identifies a permanent fund and the reason why we don't tax it. It's a fund of money, and if it's not done correctly, then the federal government will tax the earnings. Why? Because the federal government likes to tax earnings. It taxes earnings on things. And and so if you have a fund and it's earning money, you have to pay then the 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 capital gains tax on that, the income tax or whatever it is, the the, the tax on it, because a permanent fund is set up for government spending, not dividends, because it's set up for government spending, it is allowed to not be taxed. And that's the reason why it's not be taxed. If this was set up to pay dividends, it would be taxed by the federal government. And that's, uh, that's simply accounting practices. That's not an opinion. That's an accounting practice. That's why it's done that way. Um, and, and so, but I know that a lot of people get in the mindset and I think that the confusion came from Alaska Inc. Alaska Inc. was when Hammond had grabbed a hold of that first plan and and that was based on longevity of living here and you would get X number of dollars for how much, how long you lived here. And there's, that was in the conversation, but that was not what the permanent fund was voted to be. That's just what Hammond was talking about, and it turned out to be you couldn't do that because of the Constitution, because of the Equality Clause. So I think there's a little bit of confusion out there, um, and I want to make sure that we get the two things separately 
because the permanent fund is set up by a vote of the people in 1976 to take the oil wealth and get it out of the hands of the legislators to share the benefit of Alaskans' oils, oil wealth with all generations of Alaskans. And according to the general accounting practices under which the permanent fund was formed as an idea, uh, it has to be set up for government spending. i got to take a commercial break. I'll be back with uh, David and Chuck right after this, 6.50. Don't go away. 6.53, it's uh, 6 degrees in Anchorage, minus 2 in Eagle River. It's the Rick Rydell Radio Program. Here's here's the timeline of how things happened. Um, in 1976, there was a vote to establish the permanent fund, and it was a uh, enshrined in the Constitution, so it had to be a vote of the people to establish it, and there you go, you had the permanent fund. There was no dividend until a statutory uh, legislation was passed um, in 1980, that legislation established a program giving every Alaskan adult $50 for every year of residency since statehood. That was the, um, the, the idea based on Alaska Inc., Alaska Incorporated, that Hammond talked about. But again, that's 1980, um, and that was $50 for every year of residency since statehood in 1959 and establishing a dividend fund. Okay, that was done by the legislature in 1980. Um, then we had the Zobelization. And for, for new people, um, uh, Ron Zobel is an attorney. I think he's still an attorney, isn't he? Out in the valley? Isn't that where he's practicing? Ortega, you uh, follow the, you're the one following the lawyer. Oh, jeez, right? I have no idea. I assume you so. You forgot your job? All right, all yeah. right, if you're not going to do your job. Um, anyway, um, the case, if you want to look it up, was Zobel versus Williams challenging the constitutionality of the program, and 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 it was found that it broke the equality clause of the um, um, the Constitution. Um, the Supreme Court ruled that the 1980 legislation was unconstitutional. And in response to the litigation, the legislature in 1982 passed legislation legislation authorizing equal dividend payments to all residents. Of course, um, the uh, resident requirement back then was six months. Um, and then things, you know, and then and then the residency started to change, but. But that's the the historic timeline of how those things happened and and by what um, authority they were authorized. The point I'm trying to get to, though, is that the permanent fund itself was established by a vote of the people. So using the money for government, as Mike Dunleavy is talking about doing, uh, if you want to pass a, a law that all of a sudden changes the way, and, and we would be, changing the um, permanent fund to a percent of market value plan, um, you're changing something that the people voted for. It should go for a vote of the people. And I I don't think that's unfair. Um, David, Chuck, we'll get to you in that order. David, Nice. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? 
In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Running for the assembly. Good morning, sir, and thanks for the call. Yeah, but I'm going to be down at the Lyo testifying on this this uh, madness that Paul Seaton introduced the other day. Yeah, yeah. Good grief. Yeah, I love Tammy Wilson. Listen, I love her. She's just up, up, up front and personal. This is insane. So yeah, It is, I isn't it? The, the main thing to keep in mind is that <laughs> it's not their money to give to us, you know, like the king distributing it to us. It's right. our money, and we're supposed to have a voice in it through them. <laughs> you like the idea of us having a voice in it. Uh, absolutely. I, I think John yeah. Levy was right on uh, there. It was a very interesting state affairs meeting to watch one of one of the people that is a Republican or a me, 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 me Republican or whatever you want to call them because it's like, no, you know, it, you're supposed to be for us. You should be an us right. Republican, not a me can you, Republican. Can you hold that comment? I, I got my end music's playing, but I want you to yep. finish on the other side and talk about your testimony. Thanks. Thank David Neese is on the phone. We're talking about... Uh, this particular move in the legislature yesterday and how it plays into what's going on and what you can talk about if you, too, can give go-give testimony on this bill. We'll take a break and be right back. Stand by. It is 7.09. We're back six degrees in Anchorage, two below in Eagle River, the Rick Rydell radio program. We're in the middle of a conversation with uh, David Neese, who happens to be running for the assembly but is talking about his testifying tonight or this afternoon on the L- at the LIO for this particular bill of which we're speaking, um, that Paul Seaton dropped like a bomb yesterday. David, thanks for the patience, and welcome back. Yeah, so just just for the people that are just tuning in, um, the House bill that had, a, had an amendment that was put in it that was essentially legislation. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, it basically, you have, you have to kind of look at it this way. When you do your House budget, you say we have money over there and it's only used for this so that's the only money we're dealing with or do you have to look at your whole budget and and when you look at it we have to look at the whole budget so spending is spending it really doesn't matter what letter it has in front of it and the testimony given by revenue was we have 10 billion dollars in our reserve account we don't need to move all this money around right i mean literally that's what what he said so what they what they ended up doing was moving money around from the 2017 budget year to the 2018 year and moving a whole bunch of things in a circle. And it was it was kind of interesting to watch our representative uh, Representative Gren flipping through the pages. I mean they 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 were going in so many different directions at once. He never caught up. I mean he didn't know where he was. You you could just look in his face. Well, yeah, you, you could just tell he's going like because they only got that amendment on Friday. They had Monday to right. look at it. And Tuesday they had a vote on it. So you know he just pushed the button for yeah, okay, I guess I agree with the group. 
but the yeah, and, and that's the yeah, and this is the problem I have. I mean, you know, I you know, he came to my door. I asked him questions. I and, and I didn't vote for him, but he's you know, beat. I I was voting for Liz, um, but he said he wanted the job. He said he was ready to go down and do it. I don't think from his actions and his group think mentality. I don't think Jason Gren has any idea what he's doing down there. Well, and I and I feel sorry for him. I think he's kind of a nice guy, but you know, he, when you're put in with the wolves, if you're not a wolf, you're you're sheep. Right. <laughs> and, yeah. Or you're just trying to go along with the wolves to or pretend you're that you're to a go wolf. along. Yeah. So, um, yeah, doing something just to do something is not acceptable, and that's and that's where the big battle, you know, in the Senate was. Dunleavy's absolutely correct. Anything that's going to go mess with earnings out of the the permanent fund is a legislative thing. But it really you got to talk to the people about it because it was they represent we the people. That's the big difference. Dunleavy understands it's we the people that give them the job and And the power. Some of the other people down there are going like, "Oh, I'm me the people, and I know better than you." Right. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a good a good way to, to delineate it for sure. Yeah, so I, I'm going to be back in the, the, the We the People one, so I'll be testifying against the, the House bill today simply because it's just really, really deception. And yeah. it probably borders on not completely legal, even though they got a legal person in there. Because Newman says, I want an opinion on it. We can even do it. Right, and this, and that's the transferring the money from last year to this year. Yeah, yeah, which right. is a, a huge amount of money. They they just moved across the book. So yeah, right. if you if you are if you want to be part of we the people, you have to show up as a lio and go like, no, thank you, try yeah. again. Right. So um, while you're doing that, and we are getting close to your assembly election, give me a campaign Facebook page and website. Yeah, Dave Neese for West Anchorage. Is, is a Facebook page. You can always call me at 522-1118. And if you want to actually meet me in perfect person today, the Bartlett Democratic Club at the Senior Center on 11th has a noon luncheon from noon to 1.30. It's always open to anybody. But Very uh, cool. the candidates will be there today. All right. Sounds good. You sound like you're very busy these days, young man. Oh, man. <laughs> and watching the legislature. <laughs> and watching that, too. But it, it's, it's our yeah, legislature. So, so. Mission Critical and um, Alaska Policy Forum have great graphs and charts of what the they actual do. proof is rather than the spin. So anybody yeah. that needs some information, hit both those sites. All right, buddy. Good talking to you. Take care. Have a good day today. All right, See you. All right. Um, yeah, if you want to look at, uh, you know, and we, we talked about it yesterday a little bit, um, the, the real details, um, Alaska Policy Forum and, and, and uh, United for Liberty got together and they, they, they had a, 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 a joint venture, if, they, if you will, and put together a website called missioncriticalalaska.com. And, and, and the approach, I think, is a, a good, solid approach to things. And what they do is they take... Um, the budget, they, well, they take the bureau, the bureaucracy and they say, what is the mission of the bureaucracy and what is the spending that is critical to that mission and, and take that away from the, the money that's being spent that is not critical to the mission. If you know, when, when, when times get tight and you, know, you think about what would you do with your family? I mean, you, you start to winnow down what is mission critical to keep our family together. To keep our family moving forward, you know, and, and, and maybe maybe it's not everybody has a cell phone. Maybe it's not cable TV. Maybe those are not mission critical, and you start to cut those things. Well, 
how do you know if you don't know what the mission is of each bureaucracy, whether they're spending things uh, on mission critical or they're spending a lot more or maybe not spending enough on mission critical? Mission Critical Alaska breaks that down for you, gives you gives you the ins and the outs, and uh, in, in in as as much detail as you want to see it. And it's a really easy website to use. MissionCriticalAlaska.com. Um, Chuck on line two. Good morning, sir. Thank you for the call. Yeah. Good morning. How are things? They are whizzing around like a tornado right now. Yeah, I, w- I would agree. Um, I, I just want to give my two cents worth about this, uh, about the budget and the permanent fund, uh, the yeah. earnings of the permanent permanent funds uh, specifically, and that is, um, I am I am at the point where I'm I would say, you know, just do away with the dividend, uh, and use the earnings of the permanent fund to run the government, um, because it makes no sense to me for them to consider um, taxing me, uh, you know, instituting a, an income tax. Uh, and, and give me the permanent fund dividend only to take it away in an income tax. That makes absolutely no sense to me at all. Having and, the two, having the two is idiotic. Yeah, it really is. And but but I do agree that the people should have a vote and should have a say. The problem is is that if the people have a say, then the permanent fund dividend is not going to go away because there's too many people. Um, it, there are people who use it for their college funds and, and stuff like that, but I would venture to say the majority and maybe even the vast majority of people in the state rely on the permanent fund dividend just to make ends meet. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, they're not, I mean, I'm, I'm sure that this, uh, you know, that the 50% reduction in the dividend was pretty devastating to some folks. Uh, oh, I'm sure it was to, too. Yeah. And, and to have no notice, you know, yeah. that would have been absolutely uh, you know, devastating. But I don't think that they would agree to give up the rest of the permanent fund dividend uh, just so uh, those of us who actually work for a living don't have to pay taxes. Right. You well, know, and, and they and don't what, really and, care about that. Sure. And what Mike, but but what Mike Mike Dunleavy was talking about was if you're going to restructure the permanent fund and change it, not the dividend, mm-hmm. but the yeah. the the. That since that was a vote of the people in 1976, that it really you should, if you're going to do that, you should have um, confirmation from a, a vote to be able to change the the fund and, itself. Yeah, and I don't think I disagree with that. I, mean, I think right. I would be fine with that. Uh, and it depend on how they restructure it and how they uh, how they message it. I mean, getting the word out there to folks as to exactly what's going to happen with the with the earnings of the fund and how that's going to affect them in their daily lives uh, vis-a-vis the, the dividend right. you know is is important and i i don't have any confidence whatsoever <laughs> that, the, that the bureaucrats can send that kind of a message out effectively i mean yeah. it would seem to me with 57 billion dollars sitting there that there's enough earnings coming off that fund that they could fund the government adequately and still have money left over you know, for a dividend, it may not be a thousand bucks. It may be five hundred right. bucks. I don't know. It might be more. Well, but, well uh, let me ask. Maybe. Let me ask you this. And, and it's, sure. it's so so. And and I think that you're like a lot of pragmatic people. You're saying, well, eventually, at some point, the earning, if nothing changes, the earnings, the earnings reserve needs to be used to do this. But the question then becomes: Is it now, or is it? Do you hang on one more year and make them reduce the size of government a little bit more first? Oh, I, I think we hang on another year. 
And yeah. we also use that year not only to hang on and reduce size of government, but to increase production up on the slope so that there's more pipeline or more money. Well, money, yeah, coming down the pipeline. Yeah, and, uh, I, yeah. And just yeah. to help fund the government even further and, get, and dig into that deficit just a little bit more. Yeah, you could. And so you have to set it up then that when the revenues start to increase, um, they can't they can't continue to draw as much out of the earnings reserve as they did, because then you're just letting the budget grow again. Yep, I would agree. Yeah. All right. Appreciate the talk through. It's good. Okay, flesh so those things out, buddy. Figured out. We have yeah, they just out. They, so there you go. they just need to ask us. Chuck, thanks for the call, buddy. <laughs> See you. Have a good one. All right. It is 7.24. We're back. It's uh, 6 degrees in Anchorage, minus 2 in Eagle River. It's the Rick Rydell Radio Program. We've got Susan and Ken on the phone, and then the uh, rest of the lines are open. It's 522-0650. That's the uh, number to call. Susan, thank you for the call, and good morning. Yes, I am driving, so I'm on my Bluetooth. Apologize for that. But I wanted to say thank you to David Neese for doing his homework and showing up. And we need yeah. more people running for the assembly that do that. Yep. And I believe Eagle River has Fred Dyson running now out in Eagle River, and he also does his homework, and he shows up. And yep. he has a campaign kickoff tonight at Jitters in Eagle River from 6 to 8. So I wanted to invite everybody from Eagle River and Shubiak to that. Yeah, great. Uh, and, of course, Fred's got a, a long and storied past in, in passing legislation. Um, he knows the ins and the outs. He could hit the ground running. There's not going to be a learning curve for him. That's about it, Rick. There was one other story I heard on the news yesterday. You might be able to expand on it, but I heard there was a state that instituted a soft drink tax. And as a result of that, the sales of soft drinks went down 40% or something. Wow. Wow. So that example might translate to some people when they talk about oil taxes and other taxes in the state of what it does to the economy when you raise taxes. Yeah. No, good uh, Good illustration. Uh, and I just, I just, for the life of me, cannot fathom taking an industry hey guys it is ryan i'm not sure if you know this about me but i'm a bit of a fun fanatic when i can i like to work but i like fun too it's a thing and now the truth is out there i can tell you about my favorite place to have fun chumba casino they have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week you can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The, that is hitting all-time lows and hitting them harder. I can't either. It doesn't make yeah. sense. And um, I really hope that people get engaged and show up to testify at all these different hearings. Yeah, me too. Hey, good uh, message today. Glad you were safely on your Bluetooth and you sounded fine. Thank you. Have a All good right. day. All right, talk to you soon. Take care. I'm not Bye-bye. really even sure what a Bluetooth is, but I hear they're pretty cool. Ken, uh, no, Ken, hang on. I'm gonna, i got to do a commercial break here. We're up against the news at the bottom of the hour, so I'm going to have you on next, and then the rest of our lines are open. So if you're ready to get involved in the events that are affecting your life, um, and, and, and especially if you've never called before, this is an opportune time to do so. 
It's 5220650. The rest of the lines are open, so you should get right through. Dial quickly. We'll be right back. Stand by. 735. We're back. Uh, six in Anchorage, minus two in Eagle River. Everything is in flux, and, and the, the subtle nuance of the hypocrisy that's going on right now. That was the word I used when I was talking to uh, Dan Sadler yesterday. And it was not the, the word he chose, but it's the word I chose. Is that um, the same now majority coalition in the House um, that is talking about using the earnings of the permanent fund to balance their budget were the same ones that had their panties in a wad last year when the Republicans suggested doing this. And they said, they spoke to the ills and how morally it was wrong to do so and how they were above that. Um, and, and, and the, uh, the, the, the Republicans that formed the muskrat coalition, um, they were the most adamant. Oh, I just can't do that. No, that's just just wrong. It's morally reprehensible to, to do that. We we have to go to the Constitutional Budget Reserve. Yet they turn around this year and they pull the same thing. Why was it so morally reprehensible then and not now? Well, the difference, uh, and, and like I said, I'll get into the subtle nuance for those that don't understand. I know you do, so I'm trying not to, to, to get there right now, but uh, I don't. we have to explain it. Um, the reason, the only thing that's different is that if you did it last year, you would have had a, a smaller budget. And if you do it this year, you will, if you do it, um, if you did it last year, you would have had a small, smaller budget. And if they do it this year, they can have a bigger budget. That's the only difference. Ken, good morning, sir. And thanks for the call. Hey, good morning. You know, I said a hundred times on your show that, and I would give up my dividend in a heartbeat if they would, uh, if they would just set a sunset on property tax. You know, it's just so amazing that they're always asking for more money. Every single year we turn around, no matter what happens, no matter who's in office, they always want more money. They can't balance the budget no matter what they do. And and, and frankly, it's, it's, uh, what do they call it, uh, moral hazard? They just, doesn't matter how much you give them, they're just going to keep doing it. So why would I want to give up my last precious something without a back nine? You know, I mean, I agree with what that gentleman said. We could use the... The, uh, the uh, permanent fund to, to run government, but you got to stop costing $12 million in lawsuits every time they want to dig a hole because then oil wouldn't have well, to be $90 a barrel to make any money, you know? And you also have to reduce the footprint of government. I think that the, the, the pragmatic people out there would say, okay, if you have reduced the budget to a sustainable level and there's no other alternative, yes, use the earnings of the permanent fund. I'll, I'll forego a dividend. Go ahead. Yeah, I think I would because, look, I'm, I believe in my state before anything else, and i got to protect my state and the people in it before anything else, okay? But, again, I don't, want, I don't want my neighbor paying the bill for someone who just refuses to work, and they just want to hand out cash, you yeah. know? And, 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 of course, there's a whole slew of programs like that. But, again, I don't want to give them any more money. They're so irresponsible. Yeah. And that's a fight all the time, isn't it? It's that I feel like I can't trust them. And that's right. Yes. Yes. That is it, isn't it? You can't trust them. I can't. And, 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 and so it becomes from me giving it to them taking it. And, and, it, and, you know, government is so, so that that's the mechanism that they use all the time. And the problem is that without ownership of private property, there's no respect between man and law, yeah. you know, and, and that's a real bummer because I would love to see a sunset on property tax 
just like they did with the car tag thing. And it doesn't have to go away. I believe in property tax, but you know, like 30 years, if it stays in the family, 10 years outside of that, it gets sold again. It's again with the property tax, but they've got to give, they've got to give, yeah. you know, and, and they never give, they only take. And that's a bummer because, because of that, and because they're so irresponsible with money and the way they mm-hmm. spend and tax, they just take, take, take. I, what am I supposed to do? How am I supposed to? Uh, you don't trust. You have no trust. And if you I'm have no trust, I'm a victim. Right. Yes. Yes. And that's what it feels like. And, and, and as you put earlier, to quote the immortal words of Daryl Hall and John Oates, don't you know that it's wrong to take what is given you? That's right. 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 That's right. So, Thank you, buddy. Hey, hey thanks. Thanks for the call. Take care. Now, yeah. I think that's, that puts it in, in a good nutshell, is that um, those of us that are paying attention and that are of the liberty mindset, of the self-governance mindset, of of the American ideology of this represented republic that, that we believe in and love with all our heart, and, and every one of you that ever wore the uniform to defend that, you know, to, to, to defend that idea. It is, it is um, offensive. It is offensive to have people that, that are in power that say, you know, um, you are not important. It's okay to it's okay to take your property, and because we we've decided we need more. And make no mistake, all of this is is that mindset of we know better how to spend this money than you do. And so, since we know better how to spend it, we don't mind taking it from you. And 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 the the litmus test. I always like to put out there, and I, and I wish more elected officials would adopt this as the litmus test, is I, I ask myself, before I spend someone else's money, um, and before I would write legislation that would take someone's money, I would want to know where is it going, and is is the purpose of that so important that I would reach into my neighbor's pocket and take that money out of their pocket without their permission. Is it that important? Um, and if it's not, we can't do it. We shouldn't do it. We have a responsibility not to do it because if it's not that important that we would reach into their pocket and take their money without their permission, um, then it's not something you should be taxing someone because tax uh, government and government does two things. It regulates and it taxes. That's that's what government does. Um, is force. If you want to ask people to give up something and ask them and say, reach into your pocket and give up something, um, that's a very different story. But when when you write a tax, and, and that's, you know, and this is what Paul Seaton has in there, um, and you change the permanent fund, you're taking something that was voted on by a, the will of the people in 1976, and you're saying, "I know better what to do with it than you do, and you don't need to have a voice in it." And if I'm gonna and if I'm gonna tax you, then I know better how to spend your money than you do. I am smarter than you. I am better than you. I have the power that you gave me, and I'm gonna use that power to take money out of your pocket without your permission. Um, and, and you may say, well, okay, but I agree that we need to be taxed. Fine. I, I, I'm sure they appreciate your enthusiasm. 
And if you're willing for that to happen, if you're willing to give up your money, state of Alaska will take a check. I think they'll take cash. I think a cashier's check. I think they would take an electronic deposit. If you believe that it is time for an income tax, start doing it right now. Don't wait for the law. Don't wait for the law that makes everybody do it. Show us the commitment. If you, Paul Seaton, are so willing to give up everybody's income, start donating your own right now. Start doing just just say, here, I'm gonna I'm gonna give uh fifteen percent of my earnings to the state every year because I think the state can spend it better than I can. Don't wait for the law. Don't wait for somebody to take it from you. Just give it if you believe in it. Do it. Show us your show us your true colors. You'll find that nobody wants to give until everybody has to give and they have to do that by law. Fred, good morning, sir. Thank you for the call. Yeah, I'll make it pretty quick. The other thing, too, Rick, whenever you're going to take somebody else's money for what you said, you know, that it's important to take other people's money. The right. people you're giving it to, make sure that they can uh, spend that money wisely. Uh, Boy, for an example, you know, our school district, you just, uh, did you just see that about four or five days ago that 70, 70 to 78% of the kids graduating right now from high school when they go to college, they're not ready for college. They got to take other classes and other courses. I lived it, buddy. My, I, I, my, my, my kid graduated cum laude from South Anchorage High and had to take remedial classes. I lived it. I went. You got to be kidding me. That's what I'm saying. We're not getting what we're paying for at the school right. district. That's why we right. need to get a voucher system so you can send your kids to the school that's just passing all of the kids with what they need to go to school. I'm yeah, not no, saying we're going to close our school. But all of a sudden, if one teacher has has a hundred kids that wants to go to her class, she's an excellent teacher. Yeah, she should probably get paid more. If people wants to go to that other class, then that teacher should be gone because she's not a good teacher. You know, yeah. you need yeah. the voucher system to so the parents and the people can prove who is the good teacher and who's the bad teacher. And I'm saying there's probably only. Four or five percent of the teachers are what I would consider unsuitable to teach, but right. those four or five kills the whole blooming school and the classes and the kids because when they get behind, the other teachers can never get them caught up. Right. Well, and you That's ask fine. you ask the people you ask the people that are against uh, any sort of voucher system, say, uh, what is it about parents having a choice that you don't like? It's like, well, you can't trust them. That's their argument. You can't trust parents to, to pick the best uh, education for their kids. Well, you can't trust them to uh, get, get good teachers <laughs> and get rid of the good teachers either. Anyway, yeah. that's been all my right. whole deal about this whole school system and all of that is, right. is, is we're right. paying all the money, especially, you know what I mean, and we're not getting the, we're not getting the education that we're yeah. paying for. Yeah. So why give them any more money? Or just, Respond. We should be yeah. taking money away. And thank the, you, yeah, thank you, buddy. Appreciate it. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. And 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 that 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 ties back into the subject because we're talking about if it's important enough to take somebody's money without their permission, are you wisely spending that money too? And and it's and it's a fair question because I think that's um, kind of where we are today in in the state is that those of us that are paying attention want a reduction because we don't think you're wisely spending the money at. And at that point, that's why I draw a zero new revenue policy. 
a zero new revenue policy until you show me you can get a sustainable budget and spend our money wisely. And when you do that, then we can talk about giving you new revenue if it's necessary. But we won't know until we get there. Mike, hang on. We'll get to you right out of the break. Then the rest of the lines are open. The uh, number is 522 We'll take this break and be right back. 750, it's uh, 522 This is the conversation, the public relations battle at the center of the changes in your life. You going to let this time go by and not get involved? Because change is coming whether you are or not. I would just urge you to get involved so you have at least a little bit of say in the shaping and the forming of what happens. Because we are we are at a transition period in this state, and we are becoming something else. Big Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Change. And, and this, we're in the middle of the fight of, of how and when that change comes. And that, that's what this is. Uh, Mike on line two. Good morning, sir. Thanks for the call. Good morning, Rick. I agree with your uh, point on, you know, the income tax. If you guys want to pay it right now, start paying it. Show, put your money where your mouth is. Do it, yeah. Nothing's stopping right. you, right? But, uh, and then, and as far as the zero revenue, I agree with that idea, but I think we should take it even further. In my opinion, the elected officials have not done their jobs for two years in a row. It's like, no, we're cutting everything 10%. We're not going zero. We're going backwards. Because you can't do your job and pick and choose where to spend the money, which is what your job is. Right. Well, and it's so, funny because if I, I you look at if you look at the agency operations, they haven't cut anything out of the budget. They just shifted from where they paid for it. Exactly. So yeah. they need a cut. You know, if they're not going to cut it, we'll choose for you. We'll cut everything. A good and sequestration is 10, 10% across the board. And then finally, for the colleges, Maybe things have changed, but I'll tell you, the colleges are also guilty. They've been doing that. <clears throat> I took college over 30 years ago, and they were like, you got to take these classes because your, your exams weren't quite good enough. And I said, are those transferable to a university? Because I was at a community college, and they said no. And I'm like, put me in the lowest transferable class. I'll take that. I did fine. Right. I, you know, I had to work a little harder, but... You know, so these kids need to stand up for their rights and say, no, I'm not taking those classes. Yeah, well, you know, and, and, and for me, what it was was such a shock was when my first son graduated high school, and he was the, the first uh, ever in, in the history of, of men in my family to graduate high school, did it come laude, did it with honors, and, and had taken special advanced pace placement classes, went to go to university, and, and they said, oh, I'm sorry, you need to take um, these classes that don't count for your degree. You need to take these to make up for your deficiencies in your education. And I was floored. Much, yeah, that, that's kind of what they said to me. And I said, put me in the lowest one that's transferable. And I uh, I had gone in the military, so I had a break. Well, I was, I was 
that's just rusty. Right. No, I get that. Yeah, I get that. And and so did you need the class um, to refresh? Oh, within a few weeks, the math teacher was like, what are you doing in this class? <laughs> you should be in the next level. Like, See, except so, for that, you should be in the next level. That's what they told me in 10th and a half grade. They said, what the hell are you doing here? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and I mean, you know, a lot of it is, they're there to make money, really. Their their goal is not to teach people how to do things and to get a career. It's to make money. Yeah, yeah. And that's right. what needs to change. Yeah, it does. Well, and the and 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 we need to. I think we need to change um, our antiquated system of um, um, of 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 high school, and either yeah. either either teach kids. Have two goals, and this has been my, my thoughts for years. Have two goals. One goal is you have enough knowledge to run your life and be a good worker and a skill when you get out of high school to go to work, or you need to be prepared to go to college, one of the two, because we're not, we're not accomplishing either of those right now. Right. Yeah. No, that's, so. You know, they, a lot of the European schools, they're, they're looking at them in junior high going, you're a trades guy. You're going to trades. And it works great. Yeah. And there's yeah. nothing wrong with that. You know, I agree. Push my kids. I'm like, don't discount trades. Trades are great. You can make a great living. You have a great life. Absolutely. You know, maybe maybe more Avtech and less philosophy. Right. Yeah. All right. Good talking to you, Mike. Have a good day, right. bud. Have a great see morning. Ya. All right. See you. Five two two zero six five zero. No, we have a gem in in Avtech down in Seward. By the way, I did have a a son that went through the automotive technology department down there. Um, and and I think it's it's highly overlooked. I mean, we focus so much on sending so much friggin' money to the University of Alaska Fairbanks, which gets most of it, the trickle down to the University of Alaska Anchorage and then the University of Alaska Southeast, and then all of these satellite universities. Why not cut all the satellite universities, maybe get down to three campuses, and and then fund Avtech a little more, maybe maybe because kids are coming out of Avtech with friggin' careers. Kids are coming out of Avtech with works with valuable work skills that they can go right into making a decent living. Um, and and then you got the you know the kids coming out of UAA with their degrees in political science or social work, uh, the, you know, bachelor's degree in social work and. And, and and they learn that most important phrase for the job that they get is, um, would you like one or two shots of espresso, sir, in that drink? Because that's the job they get after that. Pete, Brian, hang on. We'll get to you in that order as we start the final hour of the broadcast right after this quick news break. Got a couple lines open at 522-0650, but uh, we'll be back after this. Don't go away. It is 8.09. We're back six degrees in Anchorage, minus two in Eagle River. We are blessed. My good friend, the congressman for all of Alaska, joins us for our congressional update. Congressman Don Young, good morning, sir. Good morning to you. How are Uh, you? I'm all excited about the weather change. We had 80 degrees down here yesterday, and it's going to be snowing tomorrow, so it's, it's sort of fun. Feels a little bit more like home tomorrow for you. Yeah, it does. Yeah. 
Yeah. So what's uh, what's what's shaking in the Capitol? What have you been busy well, doing? This has been an interesting week. It's been <laughs> we've been very active. Uh, actually, week before was good too. Yeah. Um, of course, the president's speech uh, was, I think, well delivered, and and yeah. I believe if they give him credit, he did a, a job worthwhile. Mm-hmm. I uh, will will tell you that I was a little disappointed, and I've not done this too many times. I have gone to many of them because I really still think it's not the safest place in the world to be. But yeah. the things that that I was interested in, uh, the only thing that bothers me about any of these speeches is the applause. Uh, you know, there was a minute, it was an hour and five minute speech, and we had 35 applause. Wow. And and my argument is one of the guys next to me standing up said, What are you standing up for? He said, Well, I'm clapping. I said, Do you know why? <laughs> and he looked at me and says, I don't know. I, yeah, you know why? Because the guy in front of you stood up, and the guy in front of him stood up, the guy in front of him stood up. All of a sudden, you got a bunch of lemmings clapping, but they don't know why yeah. they're clapping. What if the first guy just had to go pee? <laughs> you said it, Rick, not me. But I mean, I never saw some. Now, I, I'm doing this because what I like to listen about in the context of the speech and 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 uh, continuity right. instead of interruption. But yeah. I'm not going to change that. I just was telling you, so they noticed that I didn't stand up. So it wasn't a rejection of what uh, Trump was saying or anything else. It's just I'd like to, for goodness sakes. Hear the rest of the speech. Anyway, yeah, no, I it was good it. though. It was much better than people thought it would be. That was good. Uh, I'm willing to give him a chance because I believe we need it for those that are complaining, yeah. uh, especially on my side. You, you know, you could have Hillary down there, and that'd have been enough right. to give anybody a stomach ache. Yeah, so, boy, wouldn't it be though? Now we're yeah, gonna, well, we're working on the budget. We'll we'll have yeah. a uh, Obamacare bill uh, next week uh, on the floor. Uh, yeah. And of course, there'll be a lot of doomsdayers, and this is not enough, or is too much, etc. And I'm arguing we have to do something. And the sense when I say something, that it is probably one of the bigger drains on our economy now uh, than anything else. Uh, right. if the economy is getting better; that's great, but it's still not right to have it draining the capital for especially young couples. Yeah, course, you're going to yeah. hear a lot about the 28 million people that will be lost if they don't have Obamacare. Right, and I'm saying, where were they before? Number one and number two, aren't they in fact have a responsibility? Right, uh, it's not right for a young couple to have to take and pay for them, and so we're going to be working on it. It's going to be a big bone of contention, but we will get it done. Is it true? Is it true that the way that all shaped out, it actually kind of gave a preference to the Medicaid people over the elderly? Uh, I think it does. It, we're looking at statistics on that, and you know, I'm going right. to add it up. Uh, uh, and, and if that happens, uh, you, you know, it's not fair again for right. the younger people right. to have to carry that burden. And then a lot of them, very frankly, uh, aren't paying it because they're not going to do it, and that, right. that means they're committing supposedly a crime. Right. And I think that's wrong. I never thought the government had a right to tell you had to do something. Right, and that's a conservative in me. I mean, the idea to say I have to have life insurance—I mean, the health insurance—or they're going to find me. Right. Uh, right. Now, wait a minute, guys. Where did that come from? Uh, right. So, but it's going to be a very big component. Uh, tax reform uh, will probably become a reality. Yeah. Uh, probably in April, or excuse me, probably in June or July. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's out of the House. I'm just talking about the House. I don't know what the Senate's going to do. Right. But the president has indicated, you know, we had a good victory last week on the management of, of fishing game. I, we were able to 
reject that. The Senate hasn't acted yet. We took care of the waterways, I think, is correct. Uh, They overreached by the federal government through regulatory law, promoting an agenda contrary to the legislative intent. Yeah. So I'm I'm happy with that. Yeah. Well, and this has been kind of your bailiwick. You kind of were the first one that started even talking about that on a regular basis. And I think people kind of thought you were crazy at first, but then the more you talked about it, the more they realized, hey, Young's right. Well, God bless him for one reason. I talked to a guy on the floor today, a member, and he was all hopped up about the regulation. I said, that's good, but now we have another responsibility. We shouldn't leave that paragraph in every bill we pass that says, and the secretary shall have the authority to promulgate regulations to implement the act. That's a blank check. Yeah, it is. And yeah, it we is. have to eliminate that. If they need improvement, then let them come back to the Congress. Yeah, the, the actual lawmakers, right? That's exactly right. Not somebody yeah. sitting down there with a sharp pen and I'm getting his check and sending his kids to college with taxpayers' money. Right. But, you know, and I, I think that's really the, the real big advantage we have of your seniority and how long you've been there is you've been able to really um, to really see that. And I don't think a freshman does. That And not only that, the people he represents – don't know how it's affecting them. Yeah. And I think it's my job to remind members of Congress that we have the responsibility to govern, not the president. Yeah. And, and we have to do that. Then yeah. don't let the, the, uh, the executive branch control the destiny of our constituents. Right. Because isn't it the 18 enumerated powers are reserved for Congress, not for the president? That's right. And right. But most people now, they watch the silly ass television and, uh, <laughs> They get told that the government's going to do that, the president's going to do that, and, da, 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 and I'm, even, like I said, I watched Hannity the other night, and I got so angry, I wanted to throw a rock at him, right. uh, saying, well, Congress has got to do it, and he doesn't understand, just because one man does something doesn't mean that Congress has to be, take and do the exact same thing, they have to hey, him write the law as it should be written, and go through the process, you know, we're not yeah. a dictatorship. No, no. Well, you know, I, I guess I always say we're lucky to have you down there, buddy. I mean, oh, God I mean, bless you for saying that. I, I'm still batting. The, I actually, I feel real good because because of my seniority and because of Ted, I mean, not Ted, uh, Dan and, and um, Lisa, Lisa, we're now considered the, and have been for numerous years, the most uh, powerful state in the union uh, Power-wise, because yeah. you know, and we like doing that, and we we use it, I think, for the good of the people of the state and the nation, of course. Right, absolutely. All right, anything we need to keep an eye on in the next week or so? Main thing is keep an eye on on the health care bill, uh, see what's going to come out of it, and uh, and listen to that debate. I think it'd be good for all of Alaskans to do that. Yeah. You're going to be back up back home. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. So anytime soon? Well, I just actually came out of Anchorage uh, and a uh, short trip, and I'll be back up there for Easter. Okay. Yeah, I heard I missed you when you were here, but uh, yeah, I know. maybe it was a maybe short trip, Easter. Rick. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, we'll get together soon, buddy. Okay. Thanks, man. All right. Thanks, thanks for, for calling me on the show. 
God all bless right, you. Take care. Always. You too. Uh, Congressman Don Young, the congressman for all of Alaska, and our congressional update we try and do about once a month. Pete, you're next, and then Harry right after that. It's the Rick Rideau Radio Program. We'll be back. 821, we are rolling through the day, and uh, this opportunity is a close here pretty soon, so I would urge you to take advantage if you have not making made that uh, step forward to become part of the conversation as as you hear um, you know uh, the congressman calls now the congressman doesn't call because I'm here I mean I'm the conduit I get that but Congressman Don Young knows that you're here he knows you're listening and so that phone call was all about you and that's why the politicians call because they know you're here and again as I said All of this is a battle of public relations trying to move ideas forward. Paul Seaton doesn't call here because he's afraid to call here. Because he wants to take your money. But they monitor what goes on here and don't think they don't. Uh, Let me go to Pete on line three. Hey, Pete. Hey, good morning, Rick. You know know, the problem with your show is is that you guys have all these great ideas. I mean, I was calling on one subject, but after you're listening to <laughs> Congressman Young, now i got to change right. what I want to talk about. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, you know, the health care bill that's coming up that, that they're working on uh, is something that can be fixed, and, and, it's, and they're making it this, this bill to be bigger than what it should be. And there's three things that really need to be ha- that need to happen. And I told our our people in uh, Washington the last time around what needs to happen. And the three things are quite simply: one is open borders. In other words, you can buy insurance from any state in the union and yeah. use it in this state. That's that simple. Second, well, and, and what you're talking about is, is is it's just opening up competition, the American okay. idea, right? Exactly. Yep. Yep. The second thing is is we need to have be able to join associations or form associations for health care purposes, which right now in the state of Alaska, there's a statute that says you can't do that. It's illegal, right. which is ridiculous because we all know the bigger the group, the cheaper your 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 part is involved yep. in buying insurance. So, and so isn't, it, isn't it funny how they're trying to create an association to create an electrical utility but not for health care insurance? Yeah, it is. It's amazing and the third thing and last thing is this insurance companies are exempt from antitrust laws right they need to be so that they they are we need to get rid of that so so yeah. they have to compete with themselves for prices that's going to drive the price of health care down those three things need to happen but the lobbyists in washington put so much money to make sure those three, three things don't happen they yeah. never get in and we end up with some convoluted uh, issue and the other thing is, is Congressman Young, if you're listening, we, we need to stop doing, we just have to do something. That You know, when he made that statement, you know, we have to mm-hmm. do something. Yeah. You know, I, I agree, we do have to do something, but let's do the right thing. You know, right. And cause, putting, because, because sometimes doing something is doing the wrong thing. Exactly. So just yeah. do the right thing. And that, But I do appreciate his work, I really do. So I just, well, I, I, think, I, think, I think a lot of times, um, you know, emotional people get lost in realizing how blessed we are to have him still there with his uh, institutional knowledge and, and quite frankly, the stroke that he has after all these years. Exactly, exactly. No, I I agree wholeheartedly with that. I mean, the part of playing the game is having the power pieces in play. And those guys that we have, Murkowski and Young, and, and, and Sullivan will be that power piece too as long as he stays there long enough. 
but yep. that's important for our state. So, uh, you know, I appreciate that. Hey, and I appreciate you guys' show, too. Yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. Thanks for calling, buddy. Appreciate it. Take care. Yeah, and what you know, and, and to put that even further, because you know, I mean, we get very critical of our congressional delegation, and 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 I'll be quite frank. There's never been anyone there who has voted as as I want them to on every bill. So when people like write on my Facebook page, oh, well, Murkowski did this. How do you how do you reconcile? I say, well, I don't like it. But but the truth is, there has never been anyone, including you know, and and I love the man dearly, Ted Stevens. Um, who voted like I wanted him to every time. So every, you know, it's a question of, of how much, you know, how much they, they, they do their job for the benefit of Alaskans and, and how much they don't. And, um, and so when we get lost on one vote, I go, you know, well, I don't like it, but, you know, I've never had anyone that voted 100% like I liked them or I wanted them to. Um, and so it's a matter of how much. Um, because the only person that's going to vote totally conservative uh, every single time they get in office is me. And I'm not ready to give up my nap yet, and that's just the way it is. Um, all right, Harry, Pat, uh, and Russ, that's the order. We're going to go back into the telephones. After the bottom of the hour, we're getting really close to our breaks. So I thought instead of uh, starting a conversation here, cutting it in half and carrying it over, we just go to the break just a hair early. Uh, we'll do that. The number to call for the remaining lines that are open is 522-0650. We'll uh, get to you in the order in which I gave momentito a go. Uh, after this, don't go away. It is 832. We're back. It's uh, 6 in Anchorage, minus 2 in Eagle River. A lot of things afoot down in Juneau. Um, and all of it has to do with uh, taking more of your money and not really reducing the size of this government. Uh, Harry, on line one, thanks for the patience, and good morning, sir. Hey, good morning, Rick. How you doing? I'm well. Yeah, it was good to hear from uh, Don Young, especially that yeah. news that maybe, uh, all the three of our congressional members are going to work together. Yep. But uh, yeah, I just called to uh, briefly offer my solution for our state budget problem uh we need a new tax and not not a permanent one you know it would have to sunset but it would be a like sunset after the uh the budget is straightened out and the overspending is straightened out but i think we need a tax on uh thoughts you know because there's a lot tax of on thought yeah well yeah, not thought thoughts tax. about anything uh specifically like thoughts about tax increases if we if we right. put a tax on that thought then we could raise, probably get a lot of money in certain parts of the state. So, like, and everybody you know, who thinks about a tax should pay five bucks? Oh, I was thinking more like a thousand. A thousand bucks a tax thought. But there would have to be a fine, you know, if they right. didn't. Someone some would gladly, you know, openly pay right. it. And then well, well, what about others, what about if it's, if it's a person... Um, we we find them a thousand dollars. If it's a legislator, we find them personally fifty thousand dollars. Well, hmm. well, yeah, and but again, yeah. just until the budget straightened out, right? I mean, the fifty thousand—that sounds stiff, but well, it might. You know, I mean, if you tax something, usually you're discouraging it from happening. So, yeah, that's the idea, right? right. <laughs> Anyway, just saying. There's a lot. Right. There's a lot of you know weird, weird thinking and ideas going around these days that people are actually buying. You know, the yeah, sanctuary cities and global warming and 
liberal education, all kinds of crazy ideas. So I just there are nutty ideas you know. out there. Well, all that's right. uh, you know, and that fits right yeah. in with them, Harry. I appreciate I'm just trying your, to help. Uh, yeah, and I can tell, and I I think the the uh, you're a magnanimous man, and we're all blessed to have you. Thank you. <laughs> have a good day. Take care. See you. All right. So there you go. The uh, the the tax the thought tax. If you think about paying taxes or making everybody pay taxes, it's a thousand dollars tax on you. If you don't pay it, it's a two thousand dollar fine. And if you're a legislator and you think about making people pay taxes, it's a fifty thousand dollar fine. I think Pat would support that tax, wouldn't you, Pat? Oh, buddy, but be first <laughs> one in line. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly right. Well, Mr. Young said the economy was getting better. I was just wondering where he was. Yeah, well, he's talking about the U.S., so. Huh? The U.S. Ours is not. Yeah, exactly. You know, Rick, uh, these people, (laughs) I just sit and listen and shake my head. Once again, I'm going to tell all you listeners, it's not Uncle Sam's job to see that you have medical or health coverage. That is an adult's responsibility, not Uncle Sam's. Yeah. Rick said it many a times. He's got jobs to do, but this isn't one of them. So get out of the medical business, Uncle Sam, and allow the free capitalistic people running the system to make it work because you wouldn't screw it, up everything you touch. Yeah, and wouldn't it be nice to have the competition of insurance companies being able to compete everywhere? Yeah, that's the whole idea of capitalism is competition and yeah, this is. state is so bad on a monopoly. Everywhere you look, the state's got a monopoly on the railroad. The state's got a monopoly on this. The state's got a monopoly on everything. Yeah, they and they do. just seem to want to turn around and take more and more of our money. We need to contact Mr. Trump, our new president, every one of you, tweet him, call him, whatever, email, and let him know we're drowning in liberalism up here. That these people aren't doing anything but taking our money so they can have more to the point that they're willing to run us out of our own homes just so they can have more money. This is what's called taxation without representation. And we need your help, Mr. President, to get these liberals out of our state so we can open up our state and go back to work and live the life we're supposed to be living. Not living in in slavery and poverty and having to pack water to have water, have to carry wood to stay warm, and then listen to politicians set and tell us they they need more money. Yeah. The All fact right, buddy. that people don't have running water, the fact that people don't that fact that people have to heat their homes with wood is a fine example of how miserable a job you politicians in this state are doing and have been doing. You have had hundreds of billions of dollars to help the people in this state to live a better life, and you have failed miserably at every opportunity given you. And it's time for you people to leave, to go. Good talking to you, Pat. Have a good day, buddy. Go into the woods, buddy. All right, see you. Take care. Get that wood because I like that wood heat. Um, you know, the, the, the interesting move, and I'll get to Russ right after this, is how the, um, the, uh, Paul Seaton, Paul Seaton puts in this bill yesterday that balances the budget by using the, um, earnings reserve 
To Paul Seaton and Gabby Ledoux two years ago, this was morally re- reprehensible. This was morally wrong. This was this was terrible to do. But yet, the minute they get in power and they enable the Democrats, all of a sudden, this is just the way to go. And 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 it's it's them that stopped. And, and I wanted to get to this subtle nuance uh, earlier in the program. I know we got busy with calls, so I didn't. It was their sellout two years ago um, that stopped this from happening. And the the um, product of that was that we had to go to the Constitutional Budget Reserve and get votes from the minority, which made our budget larger. Our budget, you know, if, if you want to say it's 4.2, and I mean, it's uh, it's kind of a, a, a throwing a dart at a board to say it's 4.2 because it's really 4.8 because we still owe that money. But if you say the unrestricted general fund is $4.2 billion, then it would have been 3.9 had they not made that move. Yet, two years later, when they're in charge and it will make the budget larger, because we, if you don't go to the minority now, the minority wants cuts. Um, now, all of a sudden, it's a good idea. It's the hypocrisies and the inconsistency um, that says the method and the means are not important, only the outcome. And so the message from Paul Seaton is he wants bigger government and he wants you to have less money in your own pocket. And that's the message you get out of the two years that happened here. Russ Millette on line four. Thank you for the call and good morning, sir. Good morning, Rick. How are you today? I am well. Happy Friday Eve. I was going to tell you happy uh, sunny Thursday. <laughs> yeah. But I, like, I like to think of it as Friday Eve because it means the weekend's closer. Yeah. Uh, Rick, yeah. have you ever, uh, you recognize the name Harry Hopkins? I do. 1938, he was the advisor and secretary of commerce to Franklin Roosevelt. I'm going to give you a famous quote of his. <clears throat> he said, spend and spend, tax and tax, elect and elect. The people are too damn dumb to understand. Mm-hmm. And that's what we have in Juneau today. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a bohica. You ever heard of that word, bohica? I have not heard of that word, bohica. Bend over here, it comes again. There it is. There it is. Anyway, it's a governor's Thank you, job. sir. May I have another? <laughs> Pardon me. Go ahead. Thank you, sir. May I have another? There we go. Thank you, sir. Yeah. Oh, I'm not saying that. <laughs> right. It, it, it's a, it, the uh, you've said this before. The governor of Alaska has a lot of authority more more than most other governors in the United States. Yep. And it's uh, Alaska governor's job to present the legislature with a balanced budget. Yep. And if he presents them with a balanced budget, they return it to him for his okay. And it's not balanced. He still has the authority to balance the budget, and he's not doing yep. it. Yep. Nobody has a political will to do what's necessary. I think it's the government's job to create uh, jobs for Alaskans, and it's not. Right. Uh, so one more quote here by um, Henry Morgenthau, Morgenthau, I believe his name is. He was also Secretary of the Treasury for Franklin Roosevelt. And he said, you know, after all the money we spent in those days, the millions that we have spent to create jobs, we've not created one job. And uh, I just don't see where, yeah, we don't need the government as this, well, 
No, and what you you know what you bring up with your illustration is what I've been saying all along is that if we're really, I mean, we we really are asking the each legislator to do something that's very difficult for them to do. It really is an executive that needs to lead that charge. Absolutely, to reduce and uh, I heard that this. complaint this last gubernatorial election that the Republicans. I'm not going to tell you who said this, but it was a legislator, and it was a Republican Republican that said they were not getting any any leadership out of the then governor, which is uh, Sean Parnell. Right. Yep. So they need leadership. And if they don't get it, they're going to go their own way because there's no vacuum. And they'll always do the safest thing possible to save yep. their own jobs. Yep. Kathy Giesel, for example, wants to tax uh, studded tires mm-hmm. to double the price of tires. I spend $300 a year or every other year to buy my wife studded tires for her little Honda. Mm-hmm. If that tax goes through, those tires are going to turn into $600. They are. So uh, she also stated that we're not a representative government and the people are not knowledgeable enough to be involved in financial decisions of the state. Well, okay, but apparently you're not either because you want to tax us more and not balance that budget. Yeah. So we need to get rid of this crowd that we have and put somebody in there that will do the job. That's my bottom but we, But, but we want to make sure we don't throw something out and get something worse in replacement. Well, for sure. That's the biggie. All right, buddy, good to hear from you. Thanks for the call today. Take care. See you. All right, five two two zero six five zero. I've got Ross, uh, Marvin, and Ed in that order. Ross, thanks for the call. Good morning, Rick. Right now, how are you? I am well. What's shaking today? Well, listen, I wanted to explain real quick on on the healthcare thing. You know, the background I have very strong. Thirty seven years. We talked about uh, competitive bidding, managed competition, and I am totally convinced. I look at this thing from all sides. Insurance across state lines will not yield any results. Here's really? why. Alaska, Alaska is the best example. If if that was the case, they'd be fighting to get into here because Premier is here. Only Premier is here. Mm-hmm. And we subsidized Premier $55 million reinsurance for this past mm-hmm. year. So if the premise was insurance across state lines would be profitable for one insurance company against another, wouldn't they fight like the Dickens? Oh, no, no, no. And I don't think it's it's in their best interest. I think it's in ours. Yeah. But but here, right. I'll say this. I'll go into depth in the time. The bottom line is this. We could have a national system of managed competitive bidding. Mm-hmm. Every single state has Department of Professional, uh, or Department of Professional uh, Regulation. Every provider, I don't care if you're, if you're providing therapy out in, in Bethel, you are listed there with a, with a, with a license. Okay, so we know where all the providers are in every state in the country. Mm-hmm. We know all the, all the manufacturers are, all the providers, A to Z. It's not such a hard uh, jump. And I've, I've asked Dan Stolman's office to get back to me on this, to be part of this rewrite. It's not such a hard jump to design a national system of competition. And much like reverse eBay. It'd be so easy, Rick. I don't have the money to do it, but they can sure as hell get it done, and that would be competition on every single referral. Now, some things are fall outside, you know, refurbish home, whatever, fine. Go to a carpenter and get it out. Everything else, Rick, would be just push a button, here's the zip code, all the providers there respond by a certain time, bingo, bango, here's a low price, we have certain credentials they have to have, you know, standing to make sure that there's... right. There. Other so you're that, saying you're saying you're saying I need an MRI. I go to a website. I say I need an MRI, and people bid on giving me an MRI. There you go. 
And if yeah. it's done through the, na- national, the national site, whatever it is, if, if it had a, uh, I don't care what you call it, Trump chair, it would be the yeah. same thing. And that way, when someone says to you, Rick, we're going to give you airtime this next year. We're going to make you have to bid on the price. But you have to bid against this new guy over here who's coming in as well. And you both both are looking at new. Right. And it changes the dynamics of it. When you have to be in a competitive bid, you kind of go, oh, geez, I better go more aggressive because I don't want to lose this. Yeah. Competition yeah. is in the brain and the mind. We've gone Oscar lower. Yeah. And we improve quality, too. Anyway, that's yeah. my good, way on, Rick. Good message. Appreciate it today. Have a good day. Thanks, Ross. Oh, you too. Take, take care. care. All right, take a quick break. I've got uh, Marvin and Ed after this, 847. It's the Rick Rydell radio program. We'll 51, we're into the final death throes of the broadcast. All we've missed in this conversation is your input. You can remedy that by dialing 5220650 right now. And there are a line, uh, is a line or two open. Got Marvin and Ed in that order. Hey, Marvin. Morning, sir. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out how Alaska can make some money. So they can what do you pay think? Taxes. Yeah, what do you think? Water. Water. Yeah. You ever buy a Ooh. bottle of water lately? I actually have never bought a bottle of water in my life. I refuse. Well, anyhow, <laughs> we've got so much clean water in Alaska, and down in the States, they're, they're uh, running out of clean water. The aquifer water is uh, being poisoned, and yeah. uh, like Flint, Michigan, for instance. Right. We neighbor, we need to figure out some way to get them fresh water, fresh ice. You remember Wally Hickel's underwater pipeline about thirty years ago? Yeah, I mentioned right. that in water dealing church the other day, and somebody brought up Wally Hickel with his water line. Yep. Well, that's a good idea, but just think we got all these tankers going back. You know, these uh, container ships going back to yeah. San Francisco and Seattle and Portland. Right. And uh, fill, it, fill them up full of glaciers. Fill them full of glacier ice and hope that it doesn't melt off on the way. Well, what is it, a week to San Francisco uh, by t- uh, container? Yeah, I think I think the steamers are like three days from Seattle, so I would think, yeah, within a week to San Fran. Well, it's something for them to think about. Probably yeah. raise a hundred billion dollars. Selling, selling water. Yeah, but. All right. Well, that that that's your idea for today. I'm great glad well, you I've called. Well, I've got another it. idea. I've been working okay. on is a genetically yeah. modified mosquito. Yeah. What does this one do? Fights a Zika virus. Like a little robot mosquito. Well, it's just an idea. I'm just yeah. drawing pictures of it right now. Right. And. Uh, Something you put on a postcard or something. Remember, remember a long time ago, it had, everybody had postcards with mosquitoes on it. Right. Well, it, uh, it seems a Zika virus, for instance, started out in Brazil. Yeah. Now it's spreading all over the place, and so they got a they de- developed a uh, a GMO, GMO mosquito. Yeah. And they're using that to fight the Zika virus, which well, turns out are. to be worse than the Zika virus itself. Oh, it does, that, right? That was an article in the, the latest uh, American Free Press. Yeah. Thank God we got that going for us. Yeah. Something to yeah. think about. All right. Thank you for the thoughts today. Have a good day. Bye. Right. See you. All right. Um, Ed on line three. You're on, buddy. Hey, brother. How's it? Well, happy Friday Eve, sir. Oh, Friday Eve already. Hey. Yes. Um, yes, I had to celebrate just a few days back 
my birthday, which puts oh, me in, the, in amongst those that uh, get a retirement check from Local 302. Uh, Well-deserved because I spent a lot of time in the early days of the pipeline away from my family, young family. I'm still Happy married birthday. to St. Peter's Pride. Lucky got, you. Yeah, the family's been, uh, you know, dad's passed on, of which right. I've talked about numerous yep. times, of his homesteading and, and his taking of his mineral rights through the yep. passage of statehood. Yep. Um, you know, uh, Rick, it's, it's those people. Okay, mm-hmm. and at that time it was its people when we wrote the Constitution, for which would benefit from the use of our resources. Yeah. The problem is, in the capital is we don't have a single person that I know of that's moving forward with anything in the use of our resources other than subsidizing the oil companies for taking them. Yeah. Um, that's just un- unbelievable. In 50 years. Rick, we have not moved forward from the homestead days that's benefited all of us, in which our founding fathers said mm-hmm. to encourage the settlement of its land. Yes. You know, my family's on its fourth generation. My grandson is working in Valdez. Took him all summer long to get out of the apprentice, to get sent out as an apprentice operator. Yeah. Great, great program, by, by the way. Yeah. By September, yeah. he finally got a job down there in his third year of apprenticeship mm-hmm. um you know i'm proud of him uh, very proud of him his grandfather would be too as um, it should be yes but i can tell you rick you know he owns no land he's busting his butt so he can get it there's no need for any alaskan to be set back with the redistribution of wealth and taking of their wages when in fact there is the means and methods by our state to move forward, if they're going to use the earnings, and mm-hmm. I'm a realist, all of us can say, well, they're going to use them and we can cry about it, but are we doing anything about it? Are we getting mm-hmm. a tangible back from government for the use of those mm-hmm. earnings? Right. Well, that's why I'm advocating the land voucher for yes, every Alaska, the next yes. one born. Yes. Owning a piece of land in Alaska is where yep. our individual liberty, <clears throat> our creativeness, our opportunities will come from. It is all good. Nobody's going to argue with you on that here. So my end music started. I got to run. Happy birthday, Ed. Happy birthday, buddy. Talk to you soon. All right. Um, Coming up next, you got uh, Rush Limbaugh. Then after that, it's Sean Hannity. This afternoon at 4 is Mike Picaro. We will return for free forum Friday, which means subjects are wide open. You can talk about anything. About 5.40 tomorrow. We call it 5.30, but it's really 5.40. Um, between now and then, listen to the shows I talked about, and we'll chat at you to start off the weekend tomorrow. It's been the Rick Rydell Radio Program. Thanks for listening. Thanks for calling. Thanks for watching. I apologize for not towing a line and being nothing more than entertainment. Have a good night. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.